Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Original music and hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2019. Star Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights, and I am your humble host, as always, Derek Wills. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, go ahead and chime on in in the comments where you are watching from. I must apologize for the past couple of weeks. Uh, so, uh, two weeks ago, we got a a week long Facebook ban, and uh, well, we know why, but we. There was really no reason. Their justification that they gave us was kind of, uh, uh, well, it didn't, it, we didn't violate any of their terms. They just don't like us because we're a gun rights organization. So uh, that's why they, they banned us. They banned us for seven days. So that's why there wasn't a podcast. And then I was on vacation uh, last weekend. So now I got a lot of catching up to do. Um, there is a lot of exciting news. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we have partnered with a bunch of great companies. We've partnered with AR500 Armor, uh, to, and we're selling their stuff in our store. Uh, we've also partnered with MyMedic to uh, include their products in our store. Uh, and I'll go through all of that here in a bit. Uh, also, we have partnered with ATX Armory. We are giving away a um, tyranny repellent device. Uh, usually is known with the letters A and the letter R, uh, followed by the number 10, uh, but it is known to us as a tyranny replacement, or I'm sorry, tyranny repellent device. That is what we are, uh, we are giving that away. It is a custom built device and it is, uh, it's quite awesome. We, uh, there is a link in the show notes for y'all to check that out. Uh, but I'm going to kind of go over it with all of y'all while we're here, while we got everything uh, going, while we got everybody watching. Uh, so here are, here is the nitty gritty of the giveaway. Uh, we are, there are many ways to enter. Uh, most of which, uh, if you are a member, you automatically get entries. Uh, if you're a 45 ACP member, you, uh, you get an automatic 12 entries. If you're a nine millimeter in, uh, member, you get one entry for every month that you've been a member maxing out at 12. Uh, and if you're not a member, or even if you are every $5 worth of product that you buy from our store, uh, gets you one entry. Uh, if you are using a discount code because of your your membership uh, because of your membership or what have you, uh, that doesn't count against you. So it's worth the the retail value of the products in our store. This right here, these pictures right here, are so far all that we have from the build process itself. And uh, as things go along, we will continue to update this page. Uh, so make sure you're you're uh, staying up to date uh, and following the process itself. And basically, you will earn entries. We will keep tabs of everything as 
as the the giveaway goes along. And then on November 30th at 11.59 p.m., that is when the last entry will be taken. Uh, from there, we will... Uh, um, let's see, we got uh, Becky from Florida, Steve from Colorado, Michael from Oklahoma. Uh, thank you all so much for, for chiming in. Uh, from there, we will uh, make a drawing on December 4th, and that uh, whoever wins, based off of all of the entries that we get, uh, you will be able to take home this Tyranny Repellent device. Uh, it will be yours for uh, just for showing us love, basically. Uh, now, there is a free entry method. Um, there is no purchase necessary to enter, uh, and all of the details are on that page as well for how to get free entries. Um, but I want to show you all some, some uh, great stuff that we do have in our store now. Like I said, we've partnered with AR500 Armor. Uh, we've partnered with MyMedic. Uh, we've also partnered with a company called uh, Hold Up Displays, and... I will tell you we have not added all of the products just yet, so if, if there's something that you're wanting, uh, just sit tight. Things will get added. Uh, still got to add some plate carriers to AR500. Got a couple extra kits to add to my medic. Uh, with hold-up displays, they have uh, quite a few stuff, so it's going to take some time to... Uh, to, to uh, oh, here we go. Sorry. It's going to take some time to get all of these products in, but they make some awesome uh, display racks for... Uh, whatever uh, rifles or even bows that you have, I don't have any of the um, any of the bow uh, mounts up just yet. But like I said, we will continue to add things. Um, and these are really awesome. Uh, they and to be honest, they are very well made. Uh, the backings here for like the uh, gun wall uh, or the American flag gun wall, they're all made out of aluminum. Uh, so they're sturdy, they will not sag, they will not fall apart. They are very well made, and they are made uh, in the USA. Uh, so uh, I wanted to show all of y'all some of that as well. Uh, and, uh, like I said, we have our our regular gear here as well, my medic, and like I said, AR-500, and I still do have some uh, some more products to add to this. But, like I said, all of these products qualify for entries for every $5 worth of product that you purchase from us between now and 11.59 p.m. on November 30th. Basically, right in time for Christmas. Uh, we got uh, Alvaro from Fort Hood. Thanks so much for chiming in. All right, cool. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was another incident with law enforcement here in Texas. Uh, we're all familiar with the Dallas police officer that shot and killed a gentleman in his own home because she, according to her, thought she was walking into her own apartment, saw somebody she didn't know, and decided to shoot him and kill him. She was found guilty of... Uh, murder and she was sentenced to 10 years in prison and we will be lucky if she serves three or four um and then there was another incident in fort worth there was a neighbor of a woman named atiana jefferson and 
she was playing video games with her nephew, who was eight years old. She had the front door open, and um, she had the front door open, and a neighbor wanted to make sure that everything was okay. So she, he called the non-emergency line and asked for a welfare check. Law enforcement responded, did not announce their presence, and went around to the backyard, and it's 2.30 in the morning. Then one of the officers sees Tiana Jefferson in the window. He's outside of the house. She's inside. He draws his weapon, tells her to drop the uh, to show him her hands or show him her hands, and then fires one shot, killing her. Her eight-year-old nephew witnessed this, and there was a disgusting piece by the Dallas Morning News that said that she had a gun. Well, that doesn't matter. It was her house, and she had no idea that law enforcement was there. All she knows is there's a couple of people snooping around her backyard with flashlights at 2.30 in the morning. Um, they, they, they painted it as, oh, her eight-year-old nephew confirmed that she was holding a gun at the time she was shot. And that was absolutely disgusting, and, um, and it, was, it, it was character assassination is what it was. And I have to hand it to Betsy Price, the mayor of Fort Worth. Um, now, she's not exactly pro-gun. But she did issue a letter that said that was addressed to the entire community, but specifically to um, to uh, the the neighbor that called the family of Miss Jefferson, uh, saying a lot of things. But one of the most important things that she said is that the fact that she had a gun was irrelevant. This should have never happened, and. This is how quickly this whole thing went. I'm going to play, I'm going to kind of fast forward through the video. I'm just going to play the body cam really quickly. Um, but it's all posted on our site. You can watch the full body cam uh, that is made available if you haven't already. But they never announced their presence as law enforcement. They just walk up to the front door, kind of look around, and then go straight to the backyard. I'm going to play this really quickly so you can see just how quickly the officer who was responding to a welfare check decided to, uh, well, take a fatal action. Um, and I believe it is going to be right around the 1 minute and 20 second mark, if it will load. I should have, uh, I should have been a little bit more prepared for this. Um, Richard, you ask if we have military discounts. Unfortunately, uh, we, we don't. Uh, we only offer discounts to uh, our members, um, and it's a pretty substantial membership or a pretty substantial discount at that. We we do a twenty uh, percent discount. All right, here's the uh, here's this, and of course, it's going to not cooperate with me. First world problems, right? Um, anyway, for our members, we offer a 20% discount on uh, gear in our store. Uh, for 9 mils, uh, you get 20% off LSGR gear. Here's this. Put your hands up! Show me your hands! That was incredibly quick. 
No time to really for her to respond, let alone that she can't see who these people are. All she see all she sees is a guy shining a flashlight in her face and through her window and saying, show me your hands. Uh, that was a, absolutely a disgusting display of uh, a very poor judgment uh, by by this officer. Now, I'm not going to jump on the. Uh, I'm not going to jump on the the race bandwagon. I don't think that this was racially motivated. Uh, now, the media likes to point out how the officer was white and she was black. I just think that he was a power-hungry cop who had an itching to shoot somebody. And this was his opportunity to do that. Uh, he went in there prepared to uh, to fire his weapon he made no hesitation whatsoever. He issued his command. It didn't even give her re time to re uh, to respond to it. Even if he had said, police, show me your hands, this is the police, who, or announced himself as law enforcement in some way, he would not have given... He didn't give her any chance to, to even adhere to those commands. And he was on her property against her knowledge, without her knowledge. And... Um, yeah, anyway, uh, it's, it's, it's tragic. It's awful. Uh, it's it, to make it even worse than it already is. Her eight year old nephew witnessed her die, uh, and all over the fact that a neighbor who is probably, who is definitely crushed because he called for a welfare check on her and that ended her life. Um, I will hand it to Betsy Price. Her entire letter is posted on our page, uh, and it is actually very well written. It is just what I think needed to be said about this this incident. And uh, the fact that she acknowledges, the fact that she has a gun is irrelevant. The officer never should have even gone in there with the mentality that he would have to discharge his weapon. It was a welfare check. Uh, anyway, back to your question, Richard. Uh, no, we don't offer uh, discounts on uh, our memberships either. Um, we're, uh, I'm a vet myself, believe me, I understand, uh, but that, that funding for our membership and the, the, uh, revenue that we make through merchandise stores, all of that goes to fund our mission against gun control, uh, fund our fight against the elite politicians who seek nothing more than to, uh, make us unarmed subjects of the government and to strip away further our natural right to keep and bear arms. So no, unfortunately, we do not offer a military discount for uh, for our memberships either. But if you do get a membership, uh, you will be entitled to the discounts that we do offer our members as a perk of being a member. Okay. So another thing that I want to get to is the Bonin tapes. This is the whole Michael Quinn Sullivan thing uh, he recorded this meeting on June 12th that he had with Bonin uh, and Dustin Burroughs at the Capitol. And he alleged that the speaker offered him a quid pro quo, which is bribery. It's illegal. And it, at very minimum, it is something that should not be uh, tolerated by an elected official of any level, of any... Uh, uh, of any of any person with political power he was flexing a muscle against a an organization that is not kind to him empower texans is a grassroots media organization and they were denied uh 
they were denied press credentials this past session. Now, he offered, and I'm going to let you hear this tidbit of audio. Bonin said that he would get them on the floor of the House, basically give them press credentials. He would give, grant them press credentials for next session if he would help them, um, oh, I don't know, target some, quote, problem Republicans. And the Texas Rangers are supposed to be investigating this. And for the longest time, this recording was kept private. It was only available to listen to all of the elected officials uh, in the legislature, as well as the lieutenant governor and governor. Um, and then the Texas Rangers started to investigate it, and then it just kind of fizzled away. So Michael Quinn Sullivan of Empower Texans decided to release it publicly. So I'm going to play just a little snippet of this because it's so damning. It's it's sick. Let me take what I want to do. So, real quick, you need to hear what I want to do. Okay. I don't need anything. Well, I don't know you yeah, did. You did. If we can make this work, I'll, I'll put your guys on the floor next session. So, if, you, if that was probably a little bit hard to hear, uh, but the the transcript said that. Uh, let me, you need to hear what I have to offer you. And Michael Quinn Sullivan said, I don't need anything from you. He goes, no, you do. You do. You, I will put your, go your guys on the floor next session. I will give them press credentials if we can make this work. That is definitely a, a, a asking for a bribe. Absolutely asking for a bribe. And now that it's come out, uh, there was a whole list of, uh, of lawmakers that uh, that were being targeted by Bonin, and the kind of the ironic thing is these lawmakers that he was uh, that he was targeting per this list isn't exactly people that we wouldn't target ourselves anyway. Uh, they were they're moderate Republicans. They're kind of squishy Republicans. They're he's not asking to target people like Jonathan Stickland. He's asking to target people um, like. Uh, Let's, uh, what's his, uh, oh God, what's his name? <sighs> Phil Stevenson. There we go. It's Phil Stevenson of Wharton. And, uh, the other lawmakers that were on that list were Steve Allison, Trent Ashby, Ernest Bales, Travis Clardy, Drew Darby, uh, Kyle Casal or Kcal, uh, Stan Lambert, Tan Parker, and Ray Janey. These are moderate Republicans at best. And the speaker was, asking for Empower Texans to try and target them specifically while not targeting the, uh, well, Bonin, Burroughs, and the other leadership of the Texas House. And what's really awful about that is they probably would have done that on their own. Um, now, they would have still gone against Dennis Bonin. And so essentially what he was really saying, at least from what the way I see it, is that he was just saying, look, I'll give you press credentials if you don't attack me. Uh, there is a lot more to this tape. The entire tape is 64 minutes long. I listened to all of it, and there is a, there's a lot more in there. Like at one point towards the end, right when Bonin is about to leave the office and it's just going to be Michael Quinn Sullivan and Dustin Burroughs talking about the list of, of targets. Um, uh, well, uh, 
he says, hey, my in-laws have this house in this area over here, and if you and your wife need a place to crash for a day or two, let me know. You know, and that wasn't even being offered. I mean, that wasn't even being discussed, really, uh, from the whole investigative standpoint. But that's like, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a night or two with the wife at my in-laws' house. Um, that's it's just sickening. It's disgusting, and Dennis Bonin really needs to resign. Now, there are several lawmakers that have already come out. Uh, they came out before the tape was made public calling for his resignation, and some are now coming out after. Uh, but the entire Republican caucus is not calling for his resignation. Uh, the young Republicans, not the young Republicans, but the county Republican parties are, are have not voted to censure him. Uh, they voted, but they've voted those censure resolutions down. And it's just been a... It's it's just been so awe-inspiring to watch. And I mean that in a negative way. It's like, so it's obvious that the Speaker of the House is 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 offering or asking for bribes from a media official uh, in exchange for X, Y, and Z. And at the same time, they're not going to say, oh, that's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Even if it wasn't illegal which it is, but even if it wasn't illegal, that is incredibly unethical. And that sort of thing should be, at very minimum, should be incredibly frowned upon, and if you're caught doing it, they should demand your resignation. Uh, but the uh, there are many, uh, many Republicans and uh, county parties that have not done so, and it's, it's infuriating. I I think that Dennis Bonin should resign, uh, not only because of this, but because of what he did to our good friend at Texas Gun Rights, uh, Chris McNutt, um, what he has done to our own organization by blocking everybody on social media, uh, and then calling us out specifically in a Facebook post, and we're not even allowed to, we're not even capable of replying to it uh, because he's blocked us all. Uh, you know, it's just conduct that is completely unbecoming of somebody in his position. He serves us as as a representative of House District 25. He serves the people of HD 25 as speaker of the House. He serves the entire all of the population of the people of Texas. He's not serving. In his capacity as speaker. He hasn't been serving since session began and he was handed that gavel. And he hasn't been serving the people of HD 25 in probably 20 years, as long as he's been there. And he claims to be this hardcore conservative, and he's not. Uh, he is a he is squishy, he is, uh, well, he's maniacal, and he is absolutely uh, somebody that is, uh, somebody that is, Unbecome uh, that that is unfit to hold the gavel. Thomas asks, "Do I remember you not agreeing with uh, Bonin uh, being speaker?" Uh, we've never agreed with Bonin being speaker. Now, when he was first given the gavel, or even right before then, we were told that he was going to promise constitutional carry a hearing. He was t he told us that we. Uh, that he was going to at least entertain this. We weren't for Dennis Bonin ever becoming speaker, but we did hold off on 
any major blasting of him until we understood the fact that he is, that he was going to be an active enemy. Um, and essentially what happened was we just kind of held off. We wanted to see how it was going to play out. Uh, I had Luke Macias, who is a political consultant on the on the podcast uh, right before session, and he said, look, there are some good things that might come out of, the, of bon, Bonin being speaker. And Luke is a great guy. Uh, he, Luke really is. He's a stand-up guy, very, very professional, and he's, he's not, he was never in the pocket of Dennis Bonin. But uh, he did say, look, there are some things that might happen as a result, and here's why. So we just kind of held off on major criticism because we wanted to see what was going to happen. And as soon as he uh, appointed Pancho Navarez to chair the Homeland Security and Public Safety Committee, where our bill was going to go to, we started get, started applying the heat right then and there. And then he came, wrote this post that, oh, well, you know, people have called my leadership into question, and I, prom I promised my critics an AR-15 that... Uh, their rights will not be infringed on by the closing gavel and blah, 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 blah. Well, we were very upset the fact that he's applying, that he appointed an anti-gun Democrat to chair the Homeland Security and Public Safety Committee. And uh, we were still promised, even after that, and we blasted him for it. We were still promised that he was going, that Poncho was going to give constitutional carry a hearing and a vote. And so we backed off just a little bit. We still pushed our members and our, uh, our followers on social media to bombard uh, Navarez's and Bonin's phones, uh, demanding a hearing, demanding a vote. Um, but we, we weren't constantly attacking uh, Bonin over that appointment. We attacked him. A couple of times at the beginning, then we kind of backed off. And then the whole incident with Chris McNutt happened, and everything was gone then. We went on a full-fledged, absolute attack against Bonin because of the fact that he was proven to be a liar. Uh, we're watching this story unfold in real time with lies after lies after lie coming out, and we're just... Like the, the the interesting thing is whenever whenever all of this broke, they said that Chris was going out there to intimidate him. Chris sent Justin Delosh, who is the LSGR founder, you can see him in comments. Chris sent Justin and myself a text immediately after he left Bonin's house saying, Hey, there were two DPS troopers out there. I gave them some flyers, told them what was up, and um yeah, it was just weird. Uh they put the flyers on the door for me. And then the news comes out uh, about a month later or so that all of this went down and that, that he was showing up to intimidate. And we're watching it in real time with lie after lie after lie after lie with comments from Bonin, comments from Bonin's wife, all being quoted by the Houston Chronicle, all the way to Fox News and the AP and everyone else. And we're watching lies unfold in the media in real time. Even conservative media were spreading these lies from Bonin's office. And I had a conversation with... Uh, uh, then he, he started saying that people were calling his office on behalf of Lone Star Gun Rights and saying that we were threatening him. We were threatening to, uh, to drag him out 
into the public square and hang him for treason, that we were actually promising violence against him. Well, whenever I called Bonin's office and I recorded this call and I said, hey, I'm just curious, are anybody, is anybody calling up on behalf of our organization saying that they're being told to call by our organization and threatening violence? Are they, are they being rude? What are they doing? And I was told by them, oh, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not advised on that. Oh, okay. And then I get a call from uh, a senior DPS official, and I talk to him about it, and he says, look, I can't go on to, uh, with any details about any ongoing investigations. Um, there are some uh, threats that we're investigating, but none are coming from or being affiliated with your organization, Open Carry Texas, Texas Gun Rights, NAGR, or the like. So it was just more lies and more lies. And more lies. And, and so absolutely, we went on a full-fledged attack, and that's when he started blocking everybody off of his Facebook, and that's why we're suing him in federal court, in case you didn't know. Okay, I've kind of gone off on that for, for a minute or five. Um, let's go on to a very entertaining story. Uh, the Mad Mommies. Mad Mommies. They swear that they are not anti-gun. Uh, Shannon Watts says that it's a misnomer that her organization is considered uh, anti-gun. She says, often people think that because we're doing this work, we're anti-gun, or we don't support the Second Amendment. Nothing could be further from the truth. And then she goes on to say that the top priorities of her organization are universal background checks, red flag laws, disarming domestic abusers, and advocating for assault weapons ban, high capacity magazine bans, etc. So it's like, okay, so in what way are you supporting the Second Amendment? First of all, the Second Amendment protects the natural right to bear arms, so therefore any law is a violation of the second amendment that it was the, the second amendment was designed to protect uh so you can't do that this whole notion of i support the second amendment but is a lie anything that you said before the but is a lie because you can't support the second amendment you can't support the natural right to bear arms and support any gun control law whatsoever um because at that point, if the government has the authority to regulate a right, who can and cannot exercise said right, who can, uh, or what types of rep weapons are available to the public, etc., it is no longer a right, it is a privilege at that point. And at no point during this entire interview did Shannon Watts, keep in mind this is with Major Garrett, um, at no point did this, uh, did, did any of this interview, did she even talk about her support of... It? Supporting the privilege to bear arms, you know, uh, let, let's just for sake of uh, Let's just for thought experiment. Let's say that Shannon Watts has her entire way with uh, With what she wants she gets universal background checks She gets assault weapons and high-capacity magazine ban by the way. I'm using that in, in quotes assault weapon quote-unquote uh, She gets all of that. She gets universal background checks red flag laws all of it then what? Well, oh, hey, look, murders are still happening. Uh, hey, so, um, all right, murders are still happening, and murders are still happening with firearms. Uh, some are with banned weapons, others are with not banned weapons. So, um, 
Okay, I guess we got to go after the not banned weapons. We need to. Well, a lot of them are happening with with handguns since most homicides actually are um, are committed with a handgun. So I guess that means that they got to go after handguns next. Uh, shotguns. Well, yeah, we're gonna go after shotguns too. And you know what? Bolt action rifles. Nobody needs to shoot more than a you know more than. 20 feet so what do you need a bolt action rifle for that's a sniper rifle oh you know what you're just gonna keep going and going and going and going at what point miss watts do you draw the line i want to know where you would draw the line for gun control because you are pro gun control there's no mistake about that there is no uh secret as to what your organization is about and what you stand for and what you want so I'm asking you, and I don't expect that you would even listen to this or watch this stream, uh, but on the off chance that you do, I'm asking you. I've, first of all, I would love to have you on the show. Uh, I I promise to be civil. I'm not I'm not a monster. Uh, I, I'm just a concerned citizen uh, who cares deeply about liberty and cares deeply about our natural rights. So I'm asking you, this is an open question to you, where do you draw the line? At what point does gun control go too far for you, Shannon Watts, or even for your organization, Moms Demand Action, or Everytown? I'd like to know the answer to that. At what point do you draw the line? At what point do you say, you know what, anything more does violate the Second Amendment? I'm curious to know, because at that point, we can probably have a conversation. Not that I'm ever going to entertain any of your pr proposals, but at least we could probably have a back and forth, and you could explain your position a little better, and I can explain my position, and I think I might be able to talk to you about understanding my position. I understand your position. I do. I think it is incredibly flawed. I think it is incredibly misguided. I think that it is, uh, it, it is naive. But I do understand your position. It is rooted in emotion, and you desperately think that these laws will save lives. I understand that you believe that. I understand why you believe that. But I don't agree with it. I think it is lacking copious amounts of logic. I think it is lacking, well, any logic, really. I think it is lacking any foundation or uh, it is not built on any data whatsoever that is not unbiased or cherry-picked data. Uh, so I, I think that um, if you can tell me where you personally draw the line, where your organization draws the line for gun control, I think we could have a we could have a very entertaining conversation, to say the least. I don't think that you will. Well, I, I, it's not that I don't think you're not going to change my mind, and I don't expect that I'll change your mind. But I would like to have that conversation with you. You're not going to get me to support any gun control, and I probably won't get you to not support your current supports of gun control. But I would like to have that conversation with you. So, Miss Swat, if you are watching, listening, or you happen upon this in any way, shape, or form. Uh, reach out to us. I would love to have you on the show. I would love to have a back and forth with you. Okay, final thing, and that is going to upset everybody here in Texas, as if they weren't upset enough, and that is the state of Michigan 
could very likely become the very next constitutional carry state. Um, that means that if, if, if their constitutional carry bill passes and becomes law, they will become the 17th constitutional carry state in the United States. And Texas is not one of them. <laughs> Uh, and they actually have a slew of pretty good pro-gun bills that are filed in the House. So the first one is HB 4770. Um, and basically, right now under current Michigan law, you only need a license to concealed carry. If you are open carrying, you don't need a license. Michigan is one of 32 states that does not require a license to carry a handgun in one way or another. Most of those states are you don't need a license to open carry. Uh, there are a couple, I believe, that are you don't need a license to conceal carry, but you do need to open. Uh, I, I think that's true anyway. Uh, but there are 32 states that do not require a license to carry in some form or fashion. There are 16 constitutional carry states, which means that you don't need a license to carry concealed or openly. Uh, and so HB 4770 would, re would repeal the re requirements to get a concealed license in the state of Michigan to carry. Uh, it would still be there, um, and there are benefits to that in the state of Michigan that would remain. Uh, HB 4471, or I'm sorry, that's supposed to be 4771. That's a typo on my part. Sorry about that. Uh, seeks to ease restrictions on concealed carry in gun-free zones such as hospitals, uh, schools, and daycares. Um now, here is one thing that their CPL, their concealed uh, pistol license, uh, is necessary for. And that is the state of Michigan requires a CPL for private sales. Uh, that's something that Dan Patrick would really love to have happen here in Texas. Um, but you cannot purchase a firearm from a private individual in the state of Michigan unless you have a Michigan concealed pistol license um and that is uh, that's so that they can that's so you can show whoever you're buying from look i'm okay i don't have i'm not a prohibited person what have you um obviously we adamantly oppose any pr proposals like that from dan patrick because that's a gun registry um it, it requires one to to enforce because if somebody is a prohibited person and they have a firearm you need to be able to track down how they got it and if there is no record but the 4473 from the time it was originally bought went to another individual and you can connect those two. Well, now you have two people that are going to jail for uh, unlawful transfer. Um, anyway, that's a whole nother uh, deal. Now, here's another thing that they are, are looking to do. Uh, House Bill 4200 and kind of do the same thing. They piggyback off of each other. Right now, if, if you're in Michigan and you have a concealed pistol license, and you walk past a gun-free zone, your first offense is a six-month suspension of your license and a $500 fine. That's ridiculous. Second offense is you get your CPL revoked and a $1,000 fine, and then your third offense is a felony, punishable up to four years in prison or a $5,000 fine, uh, just for walking past a sign and getting caught. Uh, but these two bills, they strike the felony offense, and they make it to where there's no, like, 
buildup of offense. So there is no first offense, second offense, third offense. There is just an offense and would reduce it to just a $100 fine, no suspension of your CPL. Uh, all of these would be great for the state of Michigan. Uh, even though the, none of their bills uh, have anything to do with or do not affect the, the private sales of needing a CPL, uh, this would by far catapult the state of Michigan uh, ahead of Texas as it relates to gun rights. Right now, the state of Texas is ranked 29th as a, a, on gun rights. And I'm going to show everybody this. This um, Now, I will say that this was only updated in 2018, so it's still a, it's a bit outdated because since then we've had a couple other states enact constitutional carry. But yeah, Texas right now is ranked 29th. We haven't changed anything really. Um, and Michigan on guns is ranked 32nd. They are about to pole vault all the way over Texas uh, if these are, if these become law, and that is because um, that is because they uh, uh, they will have constitutional carry and Texas will not. Thomas asks, walking past a sign, yeah. So it, basically, those bills would uh, re or the current law is if you walk into a gun free zone, uh, either mandated by law or a private establishment. Um, and Justin, he's always the 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 sarcastic one. I'm sure the criminals are lining up to get that license so they can sell their stolen weapons to other criminals. It's so it's funny because it's true. Um, Renee, don't you worry. We will keep up the word against red flag laws. That you you have our word. We will never bend on that. Um, it is it is something that we are adamantly opposed to. Just like every other gun control bill, either current or proposed. Uh, there, there is not a single gun control bill that we support. There's not a single gun control law currently on the books in this state at the federal level or in any other state that we would support, uh, because every gun law is an infringement period dot. I, we, we can't make that any clearer. Um, so before I wrap things up, guys, I want to remind you all again about the awesome giveaway that we are giving that we are uh, doing sponsored by ATX Armory. They are building a custom made tyranny repellent device uh, and to enter spend you get one entry for every five dollars you spend in our store. If you buy a membership uh, 45 ACP members get um 45 ACP members get 12 entries automatically. 9mm members get uh, one entry per, for every month they've been a member, maxing out at 12. And again, every $5 you spend, that's another entry. And uh, November 30th, we will do the drawing, and somebody is going to win a kick-ass tyranny repellent device. So make sure you guys check that out. Browse our store. I will be adding more products as things go along. Until next Sunday, Lone Star Gunners. Arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo.